From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Demer. Today on the show, Voyager locked you out of your money. Vold locked you out of your money. And KuCoin is teetering. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, July 5th, 2021. I have a lot to say today, and I'm not going to say it because this is a crypto show. And I will go deep down into politics. So I think you guys can already tell what I'm thinking this morning. If you want to comment before I comment, email me, MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co. Let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. The time is 8.33 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $19,492, down 1.4% in 24, or 7.5% in 7. Ethereum's at $1,106, pretty much even in 24, or down 10% in 7. USDT is number 3. USDC is number 4. And BNB is at 225, up a percent in 24, down 6% in 7. Rounding off the top 10, we have BUSD, XRP, Cardano, Solana, and Dogecoin. Total market cap is down a percent in 24. It's at 882.6 billion. We have a BTC dominance of 42.2 and an F dominance of 15.2. And now it's time for coin of the day. Our coin of the day today is IOTX, ticker IOTX, ranked number 110 in coin market cap. Its price is 2.5 cents down. Uh, 0.4% in 24. Its market cap is 240.8 million. Fully diluted is 252.4 million. 95% of IOTEX is in circulation. The all-time high for IOTEX was 8 months ago at 26.1 cents. It's down 90% since then. Its all-time low was 0.0012 cents set 2 years ago. It's up 2,000% since then. You can buy that Binance, KuCoin, Coinbase, and Huobi. So what does IOTEX do? Well, starting as an open source project in 2017, IOTEX has built a decentralized platform whose aim is to empower the open economics for machines, an open ecosystem where people and machines can interact with guaranteed trust, free will, and under properly designed economic incentives. Hmm. Well, that's IOTEX, ticker IOTX, ranked number 110 on CoinMarketCap. Moving into our news today, Voyager Digital. They announced over the weekend that it's going to temporarily halt withdrawals, deposits, and trading due to current market conditions. And that was from a press release from CEO Stephen Ehrlich. As we remember, Voyager Digital said that it loaned three arrows capital, 15,250 Bitcoin, currently around $300 million, and $350 million in USDC, totaling around $650 million at present value. And so they were like, hey, three arrows capital, <laughs> we really need to have that back. And they gave them a little bit of time to give the $25 million, their first payment back, and then the rest of it back by the end of the week. And as you remember, 
uh, three euros capital did not do any of that didn't give him the 25 million didn't give him the rest of the 600 plus million dollars and well they are going bankrupt and voyager digital is in a bit of a pickle so they're halting transactions they said this in quote from the ceo stephen ehrlich this was a tremendously difficult decision, but we believe it is the right one given the current market conditions. This decision gives us additional time to continue exploring strategic alternatives with various interested parties while preserving the value of Voyager's platform we have built together. And I have my story of Voyager Digital. I actually wanted to experiment with Voyager, and so I put $5,000 there to earn interest on. And it's been there for about a year. And obviously, I've you know, saw the tea leaves, you know, whatever. The writing was on the wall. But I was just leaving it there for a while until the three arrows capital thing. And since I do read the news every day, I was just like, yep, uh, the tea leaves are there. Now it's actually not even a tea leaf anymore. They're like writing out plain text. Get your money out of Voyager. And so I withdrew that 5000 plus interest. I think it was like $5,400 out of Voyager Digital. And what I thought was going to be like a 24-hour, 48-hour turnaround, it was like five to 10 days. And I didn't know that. And so like five days later, I was like, hmm, I wonder if I got that money. And then it was like another couple days later. I wonder if I got that money. Nothing was pending in my account. And so I was waiting. I'm going to wait a couple more days. And then the email came in. They said, hey, by the way, you can't withdraw any of your funds anymore. And just then I checked my bank and the money was pending. And so I, I was sitting there, you know, edge of my seat. Am I going to get this money or am I not going to get this money? Well, just to let you know, the money hit the bank account. I got the money off of Voyager D Digital before they shut the transactions. Apparently, I made the request before they shut everything down. I got my money. But a lot of people don't have their money. And if you think Voyager Digital is a siloed event, no, 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 Vault. A Singapore-based cryptocurrency lending and exchange platform has halted its operations, citing financial difficulties amid volatile market conditions. The company also announced they'll be immediately suspending all deposits, withdrawals, and trading. And so I have a thought. You know, we've been discussing this whole situation over the past couple of weeks, and a lot of people are saying, well, this is the market. This is what companies do. Companies underperform or they don't perform or something happens or the stock price goes down or they make a bad product or whatever. And then somebody comes and scoops them up. That's the way it works. And I want to make a clear distinction between these companies and a typical company and the different ways that you have interactions with those companies. And so let's just call this Apple. You can buy Apple stock and inherently buying Apple stock, you know that the price can go up or the price can go down. And a lot of people buy Apple stock because we know that the company is not going to go broke anytime soon. It might have some, you know, ebbs and flows and ups and downs or whatever. But there's no way Apple is just going to go out of business. So your money is relatively safe. You might lose a little. You might also make a little. But that's the, that's the stock market. You know what you're getting into if you're investing in the stock market. Even if you're investing in Bitcoin, you should know. You should know. And if you don't know, then you should know that if you buy $40,000 Bitcoin, Bitcoin could go down to $19,000. That's the way the market works. And so you're already prepared for those different scenarios. And so let's say this company goes under. And let's use Apple as an example again. The thing that happens if you're a stockholder, then, yeah, you lost your money. <laughs> or it gets purchased. Or maybe the stocks get purchased at a fair price. And then you either break even or make money. depends on where you bought it. But, but there is some volatility there that you actually signed up for. And you understand those risks. And if you're just a consumer, oh, no, you don't get to buy an iPhone anymore. It sucks. I'd be upset about it, but it's it's just a product, you know, and I can't use iCloud. I can't sync my devices, blah, blah, blah. I don't have to go learn how to use Android. It sucks, but it's not the end of the world. 
And so that's the relationship that you have with Apple or with Apple stocks. However, the relationship you have with these companies is different because they've been telling you this whole time, your money safe. Put your $5,000 into this company, it will pay you 7% interest, paid daily or paid monthly, and you can withdraw at any time. This is what they have been telling you. So it's a different relationship. It's not a gamble, and they've been positioning themselves as though everything's safe. We are a bank for the most part, and you put your money here, and you can get it out anytime. And then the day comes where they say, I'm sorry, you can't get your money anymore, or we lost all your money, or we're hoping that this you know, angel comes out of nowhere and puts a lot of capital into our failing business so you can get your money up. And there's a lot of retail investors that are very happy that Sam Bankman-Fried swooped in and is helping BlockFi. We'll get into that in a little bit. But what this is, it's a pseudo or faux bank. And I think that's disingenuous of people thinking that this is like just any other kind of company with any kind of product. Because if you were to use your bank, just think about what bank you use, and you went to take your money out and they said, we're holding or stopping or suspending withdrawals. That's it. You have just stolen my livelihood, even though the agreement in the relationship that I had with you, bank, is that you hold my money and when I need it, I could take it out. That's our relationship. And if they say no, you broke that relationship. And so, yes, this is a regulated body entity and they know and we know that this relationship needs to be honored. But I feel it's the same thing with these companies. They broke that relationship and by suspending your withdrawals and basically holding your money without your permission, they lied to you. At least that's the way I think about it. What do you think? Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. It doesn't matter if there's angels coming in here to save these companies. Sure. But they have done something that I think violates their relationship with you. You give them money. They pay you interest. You can take your money whenever you want. And they say you can't. They lied this whole time. The Monetary Authority of Singapore, or the MAS, won't rule out amendments to its existing legislation and introduce new rules that would add more restrictions on retail crypto traders, saying that, saying that it has been carefully considering the introduction of additional consumer protection safeguards. The MAS chairman wrote this. These safeguards may include placing limits on retail participation and rules on the use of leverage when transacting in cryptocurrencies. KuCoin's native cryptocurrency for its exchange, the KCS, has tanked over the past seven days. Following insolvency rumors at the time of writing, KuCoin was down almost 20%, and right now is trading at $8.44 according to CoinMarketCap. KuCoin is the fifth largest cryptocurrency exchange with a 24-hour trading volume of around $1 billion. The KCS token is the number 49th digital asset on CoinMarketCap with a market cap of around $850 million. Earlier this week, rumors started to spread on crypto Twitter that KuCoin would halt withdrawals because it was about to go bust. KuCoin CEO Johnny Liu responded saying that the company had no exposure to Luna, Three Arrows Capital, or Babel. He tweeted, beware of FUDs. He might be right. However, I do want to point out that the CEO of Celsius, Alex Mashinsky, tweeted the day before they suspended withdrawals and trading from Celsius to also beware of FUD and rumors. There's more rumors going around, and Jeremy Allaire, the CEO of the financial service company Circle, moved to quell those rumors that the firm's USDC stablecoin is on the brink of collapse. In a Twitter thread published over the weekend, Jeremy Allaire said that he could understand why the crypto community would be paranoid about USDC, taking into account the recent collapse of several prominent crypto projects. 
Circle is in the strongest position it's ever been financially and will continue to increase our transparency, said Jeremy Allaire. To back up his words, Jeremy Allaire shared Circle's most recent reports of transparency and trust, audits, as well as the state of USDC's liquidity. And so I bet you're asking, what is the state of USDC's liquidity? So as of 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Friday, May 13, 2022, the USDC reserve consisted of $11.6 billion in cash, $39 billion in U.S. Treasuries, totaling $50.6 billion in cash reserves. And there are $50.6 billion USDC in circulation. So it seems backed one-to-one. Tencent, Ant Group, Baidu, JD.com, and several other leading Chinese tech companies said last week that it issued a, in quotes, self-disciplined development proposal for the digital collectible industry that would introduce real-name authentication for users that buy, issue, and sell NFTs. What does this mean? It means that you need an ID to buy an NFT in China. And this is a move that is in no way surprising from the Chinese government. I mean, the self-disciplined development proposals and these very good patriotic Chinese tech companies that have no way and have no connections to the Chinese government. Last month, Coinbase said it's going to cut its workforce by 18% or 1,100 employees. Also, it's rescinding job offers. Well, it's been criticized for that. Well, now it's getting criticized again because Coinbase wants to expand into Europe. <laughs> and Brian Armstrong, the CEO of Coinbase, is meeting with policymakers in London in Dublin this week despite the market downturn and recent layoffs. And he says this, During market downturns, the temptation can be to shy away from international expansion. We first entered the UK and EU during the bear market of 2015, a move that paid off significantly during the bull run a few years later. We'll keep building around the world and doing everything we can to grow the crypto economy. And finally, there were so many rumors going around that says BlockFi was going to get bought by FTX for $25 million. Well, it's kind of not true and kind of true. Maybe. Well, listen to this. Zach Prince, the BlockFi CEO, tweeted that there's an option to acquire BlockFi at a variable price of up to $240 million based on performance triggers. And the total value of this deal with FTX is about $680 million. The first bit of it is a $400 million revolving credit. And the second part of it is the option to acquire BlockFi at a variable price of up to $240 million based on performance triggers, meaning that I guess it could sell for $25 million if they don't hit those performance triggers. But Zach Prince is basically saying this because he's saying, look, it's not going to be $25 million because we are going to hit some performance triggers. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, leave us a comment, and I will see you tomorrow. And until then, good luck hodling, everyone.